Amen. Thank you. Avoiding debt. Okay. I want to put some uh, things on the board. My my first question for you, because we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk together tonight about this subject. I want you to think about the different kinds of debt that there are. Um, I wrote down there are many more than this. Um, I wrote down five. Let's see if y'all can can get them. And I'll write down what you give that we, I didn't have listed because there will no doubt be some. So who will make an offering, a type of debt, whether you have experience with it or not? Steve. Mortgage. Mortgage. Okay. Mortgage. There's number one. Maybe not on my list, but I had mortgage. Student loans. Student loans. Those are very, very real things, aren't they? Mm-hmm. How about another one? Car note. Sorry? Car note. Okay, automobile. <clears throat> All of us uh, drove one here tonight, didn't we? Payday lending. Sorry? Payday lending. Payday lending. Okay, I didn't have that, but that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Hard to avoid those, but it is something we owe. Uh, yes. When the when the when the first of the year rolls around, or when the middle of the year rolls yeah. around, so we can certainly you can, you can avoid it by paying rent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Property taxes. Yeah. Real estate or property taxes. No. I'll put property taxes. Did you have that one? I did not. <laughs> but by the way, I do pay those. <laughs> Brian? Credit cards? Credit cards. There's a bell ringer. Let's see. Jesse? Medical bills. Medical. Okay. That's quite a list right there. I mean, I'm, I've got more hands going up. There's more stuff, Tony. Any not in full paid purchase. So, like, if you get like uh, six easy payments, you know, kind of thing. Until that's fully paid, you're still in debt for all of that. Okay. Like, so like an installment. <clears throat> installment loan. It's actually an installment loan. It's just an installment purchase. <coughs> so any kind of installment. A technical term. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. <coughs> well, I don't think they <coughs> use that much anymore, but back in my day, it was very common. No, it's, it's still. Is it still used? A lot of stuff, yeah. Okay. Installment 
I'll just call it a loan because that's what it is. We can put all kinds of stuff, Sarah. Um, business loans or operating loans. I mean, I know that um, growing up on a farm, there were there was operating loans that we had to take out every spring and hope that we, you know, covered it by the end of the year at harvest. So. I'm running out of blackboard here, whiteboard. Very true, yeah. Farmer doesn't really have enough plants to field and spray and do all the prep and pay the guy to come and do whatever he does. And absolutely. And that's then being able to pay that off is all on the come, isn't it? Hey, very good, very good. Yeah, I didn't have that either. I'm getting a whole lot more off you guys. I knew it would. Bob? Child support. Child support? Yeah, I'm getting depressed. <laughs> it's a very real thing, isn't it? It's impossible to control. Out of control. And of course, alimony, alimony and spousal support along the same way. So. Along the same way, etc. Very good, very good. That was a good list. Probably overlooking some things now. This is a lot bigger list than mine, but I would might ask you to look at that list and with the exception of living outdoors, um, walking, which of these is probably the most, what the word I use, the most avoidable? That's our class, avoid debt. So which of those would you vote for? We might have some mixed answers here. Just shout it out. Credit cards. Credit card. Payday lending. Payday lending goes right along there, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Get some quick bucks or whatever. Roman, did you raise your hand? Okay. Did I misunderstand you? Or? Okay. All right. I always get myself in trouble by scratching or something. Who else? This is this is the one I had starred. I pull my I pull three of them out of my pocket right now. I got three of them in my pocket. There's no balances on them, <coughs> but I've got three of them. And there was a time in my life I had one and it had balance on it. And. I think that probably is. If, 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 if any of these is huge troublemakers, you know, can we avoid this? Well, we can, we can rent, we can lease something and rent it, but then you still have a type of debt incurred there, don't you? You have an agreement with the landlord to pay so many dollars a month to live someplace. <coughs> or, or a bank who has, has mortgaged your home it is something that you need. I, I think it is also something that you can, with wisdom, plan for and manage. If you have a, a good budget and you know what your ins and outs are, you can look at it and say, can I afford that house? Uh, any, anybody here got a mortgage? I do, you know. I'm, I'm, we could all probably put our hands up. Certainly we, we have mortgages. <coughs> I'm that close to not having one. Joy, yours, is yours all taken care of yet? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. I thought so. Okay. I thought so. You lucky dog, you. <laughs> I feel great to not have to send that off. What a blessing it is. Our automobiles, too. Why, why are these kind of hard to avoid? It takes a lot of planning to not have that. It takes a lot of what? Planning. A lot of planning and a lot of Working. money. <laughs> it takes a lot of money. The idea of ever... And, and if you decide that Maybe. you don't want a mortgage or you don't want a car loan, it takes a lot of discipline to live within that stricture, you know. Yeah. The car is falling apart, but we're not going to borrow to get a new one S or used one or yeah. whatever. You bet. You bet. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't try and, and look at these things and, and see if there's any way we can do it, because when we don't have debt for these things, oh, how much better off we are, right? Much, much better off. <coughs> but if you do like sleeping indoors, you know, unless you had a certain situation maybe at home with mom and dad and something was provided for you or you lived at home a long time and you could nest egg away enough money to where you could buy your own place, buy your own car because you were being supported in another way. Wonderful blessings there, but doesn't happen to most of us. Bob? Uh, I was watching the news tonight as I was eating dinner, Channel 6, and they were saying that during COVID, the last couple of years, the consumer debt decreased substantially. If you think about it, we didn't have any place to spend money. Things were closed. We didn't go out to eat. We didn't, you know, didn't have to have maybe that new car because we were working from our home and a bunch uh -huh. of things, like new clothes and a lot of stuff. Kids sure. were going to school and and, uh, and now they said it is skyrocketing. Yeah. There was like pinned up demand. I, I read some about that too. And after COVID let up, then everybody kind of went off the deep end, if you will, overreacted to that. So what, what re regressed some then kind of sprang board after the fact. So uh, credit card debt, I, I agree, that's one, that's one of them there that is probably the most controllable because <coughs> one of the things people do when they get in trouble and they decide to do a budget, what do they do? They cut up their credit cards. You know, this thing's causing me trouble. Uh, because it takes discipline and uh, to, to and resources to use a credit card or credit cards and in a way that uh, is uh, not damaging to us. Uh, if I can get this thing to tab, there it is. This is the only slide I've got, but this is this is from the Federal Reserve Survey of Consumer Finances. I checked these numbers in two or three different sites just out of curiosity. I just I, I searched it <laughs> 2021 average household credit card debt. And they all came up in the ballpark around this. So they're pulling from the same resources to get to get these numbers. <coughs> interest this it's an interesting uh, chart. So you got People 35 years old, $3,700 average credit card debt. Okay, now only 48% of those younger than 35 have that debt. So that's what this number is here. So all these columns repeat that. So $6,000 for those 35, uh, 44, from 45 to 54, 52% of the people have $7,700 worth of credit card debt. 
47% at 55 through 64. You would think I would, I would have seen this big decline as people aged, but it's not the case at all. $7,000, 65 to 74, that's my age group, and 75 or older, only 28% of the people, but those people are way up there, $8,100 in credit card debt. Now, if this $5,611 average household across all these has to pay $74 a month to pay interest on that, never decreasing principal, $892 a year for the privilege of having that money in their pocket, or it's probably already spent, and they haven't got enough money to make the payment, so it's average, it's averaging that every month. So imagine what an $8,100 monthly cost is. Imagine, I didn't do the math on it. You can look at it, kind of correlate it itself. Add another uh, half or more. So, I just thought that was interesting. Our country's in debt, isn't it? Our people of our country is in debt, bad. <sighs> They're counting us, you know. Hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm preaching to the choir here. But uh, we see where people are in the world today and why they need to know these things that we're learning about for ourselves, for our own good and the good of other people. So that's just, that kind of shook me when I, when I saw those numbers pop up, how much, how uh, poorly, uh, what kind of a poor condition people are in credit-wise. And the, the credit card debt by that is in the trillions. It's in the trillions. It's amazing, big numbers. So, so credit cards are treacherous, aren't they? And you know, I, I, I will, I will admit to you. When I was young, I had credit cards, and I had, I had to find a way to bail out of issues. You know. Bailing out not by disciplining myself because I was I was not raised in the church, if you will, and uh, I didn't know these things. And I wanted I was I was one of these car buyers and credit card users, and and uh, I can I can tell you it's it's not a pleasant thing. And if you all have any of you have been involved in that, you know what it's like too. You know we're none we're none uh, exempt from those things. So. Anyway, lots of, lots of places to be in debt, right? Lots of places. Let's look at this next section here. Uh, being slave to the lend lender. I had a question. It says, what does it mean that the borrower is slave to the lender? Uh, Proverbs 22.7 says, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower becomes the leader's slave. Just in what ways, I don't even know if we think that way. I don't know that I do. Tony, well, people, how would you? How would people you? make their living on borrowing out or lending out money? That's, that's what banks do. And so by them not having to work towards that, you now are working for them yeah. 
providing their income by the interest that they charge you on that. So they're alone, uh, like profiteers maybe? Mm -hmm. If that's spelled right, I don't know that it is, but loan profiteers, which some of these people, these, <coughs> where's the payday loans? I think they fall in that vicinity. Uh, Anne? In the context of, you know, the scripture, you were literally a slave to the lender. Um, if you didn't pay, you were literally their slave. So they owned you, your children, your stuff. Yeah, what, you know, we had the, had the parable of Matthew 18 about the the unforgiving servant, you know, his, his master forgave him an exorbitant amount of money. Then when he, he went out and found somebody that owed him a penance and demanded that he pay in full. And when the master found that out, what did he do? He threw him in jail. Every last penny would be paid. He threw him in jail, absolutely. It, we don't see that happening. We see other things happening nowadays, but I think I think the uh, the situation is no is no different. You're you're in prison uh, to that one who who basically owns your wherewithal. Is anything you have to live on is not yours. <coughs> so, what what else would you put up here? Loan profiteers. I think that that makes perfect sense. What else? Anybody have something you'd throw up there, Azolta? Well, I, I don't have a word for it. But okay. Overall, when we did have that, uh, there was always that emotional feeling that you owe, you know, and you have to make that payment. You're making, you pay more than what you, what you got, really. Um, and that, for, for me, that was always, yeah, kind of stressful. <laughs> yeah, obligation, stress. Worry. But you put your, yourself into that scenario, don't we? We put ourselves into that scenario, and perhaps we see this as the only way out. And we we need to learn, if we can, that there are perhaps other ways to do that. Sarah, and then Bob. I mean, there's always the in modern day. There's always the chance that you're going to get a summons from the court to come in and. They're going to garnish your wages. They're going to take your assets. If it's the IRS, apparently they can take everything. But um, yeah, just the court action and garnishments and all of that. That's one of the ways they do it now. Yes. And just the the fear of that, the possibility. We're talking about stress. It's like, do you want to open the do you want to open the mailbox and see a past due bill? And we've we've given this to our collections department and Bruno will be coming over later <coughs> to take your kneecaps. <laughs> no, that's, that's scary. Yeah, That is. Bob? Uh, I was thinking about how you're a slave to the lender and a, and a slave did the work but they didn't reap the pay. And so that was that was the way I was thinking if they were slave to the lenders as they were doing the work but the pay doesn't come to them it ends up going to the lender. Very good. And there was a had <clears throat> in the notes there. So when you're putting forth effort to pay your debt, 
this, this, this statement was made, some portion of labor is given or lost to the lender, okay? It, the work you're doing is not for you anymore. It's all for the one you owe. So <clears throat> that portion and that effort is not available to your family, to you, or to God. So that's just another, another way to look at it. Unpaid time. Unpaid time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of working for free because you're not getting anything for it because you've already had it and that's long gone. That's true. That's right. Every, that's very true, isn't it? It's all kind of, yeah. I was going to say that I'm trying to remember when it happens at the tax, tax amends and patient day, which is when the average person has paid has earned enough money to have paid their taxes for the year. And so it's like that first 25, 30, 40, whatever percent it is, um, is you don't start making money for yourself until after that date. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bill Draffin, uh, most of you know Brother Draffin, and Bill was, uh, He's really an excellent, hard uh, drill sergeant type uh, uh, <coughs> counselor when it comes to uh, uh, working on budgets and getting your finances in straight. And he, you know, you kind of want to salute him, you know, when you're with him. But <coughs> Bill's very—he was very adamant about the fact, you know, you'd you'd be working you'd be working on a bu budget, and you know, you write down two hundred dollars for yourself. And he said, "What's that for?" Now that's for such and so. He said, "That's not your money." Because you owe the, see this up here? This this is on the other side of the page. It's a debt you owe. You don't get that. That goes to that person. You know, we when we when we garner debt, then we give up all all of our eccentricities or niceties of life or comforts. Um, we don't like to think that way, but actually it is that way until that debt is paid back. So I think that's kind of what has been discussed here. Other other thoughts along those lines. Well, yes, I'm sorry. Most people don't know how garnishments are calculated in Indiana, but I've been payroll systems for 40 years. Okay. And so you get to set aside 25 times the minimum wage, which right now is a little over $7, uh, and exclude that from the garnishment, and then the, the person that you owe money to takes 25% of the remainder of that, regardless of any other debt you have, including rent, including car payment, including anything else. Uh, child support may be an exception if um, if there's a court order for it and it's garnished from your wage. It's taken first. But um, if there's no court order, they'll take your child support. Okay. And, and that's that can be brutal. I mean, that can tip the scales for, uh, for somebody who's in a little bit of trouble to make them in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And you have, and, once and that starts, it's Leave you little to live on, uh, or perhaps not even enough. Not enough? No. And then... 25 times $7? Yeah. You don't have to live on that. And then what do you do? You know, then you're... <laughs> you know, go to the credit card, get cash advance, you know. And the spiral down continues, you know. it's. We need to avoid it at all at all costs. It is uh, it is just so uh, well. We lose control of our lives. Is is what happens. 
Um, I have a question. Yes, ma'am. If you are paying your mortgage on time and any other debts that you have, if you are paying the agreed amount of money on time every month, beyond that, are you still liable? <coughs> do you still have to give up everything else that you're not eating or putting in? Like, okay, I, I see what you're talking about. Because <laughs> of that, that statement about you owe $200, you need to go yeah. put it on the balance of the loan. No, they want you to take your time paying that off. Uh, yeah, with I know a they want to, but yeah. like as as far as we're talking about being Christians and what God requires mm -hmm. of us, as far as I understood, it, it just requires us to be honest and fair. Absolutely. And if we've agreed upon, you know, eight hundred dollars a month for mortgage, as long as we're not going against that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't think so. I don't think we are, unless it's something we want to do. You know, right. we know that we pay extra money on our mortgage balance. It helps in the long haul. You know, bring that, bring down and shorten the loan. But uh, that's that's the agreement we've made with the mortgage company to make that payment at that interest rate. And uh, they just assume you didn't pay it off faster. You know, uh, so. But I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Now, I don't think we we have to scurry out from under that. I don't think it's reasonable to think that most of us could do that because we probably don't have the resources to do it unless old Uncle Johnson dies and leaves us uh, a windfall that, you know, you say, well, I think I'll pay my, my, my mortgage off. That would be, be fine. Uh, but that doesn't happen every day, does it? Rarely, actually. So... The, uh, th this kind of the last thought. Debt robs one of his financial freedom. It just uh, <coughs> locks us down. Uh, the, the idea of uh, an, a well-entered-into mortgage, uh, perhaps even a car loan under the circumstances, uh, could be, could be uh, factored into a viable budget. It can be done, but you have to go through the process to see if it's viable. And that's why budgets are a great thing because they give us what they give us information. We see our we see our assets, we see our liabilities, and we can say no. You know, uh, the new three-year-old car or the or the brand new car or the very old car that I was going to buy, I'm going to have to wait because of these obligations. Because I like to buy food. And, and eat and take care of business and give to the Lord and things like that. So, all right. We've got a few things up there under slave to the lender. I think there's maybe one last thing is uh, I think if, if we owe someone, it's God's will. that we pay them, right? You think? Is that fair? Make it good. I, I believe uh, Psalm, uh, well, let's see, where's my notes here? <coughs> One's in Romans 13, owe, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. 
that's just one thing this, that's very kind of broad sweeping. Owe nothing to anyone. Does that include money? Well, I, I think there's, it's viable and applicable that we, we should not uh, put ourselves in a place of being indebted to one another uh, if we can be. Not that there's uh, anything wrong with that. Uh, I think there's examples also that where we can loan, and God's Word talks about that, and we'll try to get to some of that here yet this evening. So anything else you think under slave? This obligation, you know, Proverbs talk about um, <coughs> the wicked borrows and does not pay back. That's not a real good connotation <laughs> about one who has debt, borrowing debt, and doesn't pay back. Um, it doesn't uh, doesn't speak speak favorably of, of that mindset, but the righteous is gracious and gives. So you got got both sides of the coin there. So this this next section, uh, avoiding surety. Now I I don't know about you. I I know more about this than I do about that, as far as my life. I have actually had somebody, one or two people, in my old life of 72 years, ask me to co-sign for them. <clears throat> now with our, there's quite a bit in the, in the Proverbs especially about uh, being a surety. And, and there's even difficult things in there about being a surety. What's, what's the Bible say about being a surety? Let's open it up and talk. <clears throat> Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Avoid it. Okay, that's still up there. Okay, I need something to put under there. <coughs> Avoid it. Why? I'll change it to why. Why can't I do that? Why, why not? It can quickly become debt that you didn't owe to begin with, but with co-signing it, you're also liable for all of it. Okay. Okay. So you're talking about you co-signed to something. Okay. You also if that person defaults on it, you are the full yeah, borrower. Yeah. It's it's a control thing, isn't it? When 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 you co-sign on the line, I agree to pay if Billy Bob up here defaults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, what you do is you have your name on a note for X amount of dollars. And just maybe Billy Bob will come through, and he, maybe he won't. So yeah, I think, you, I think you, you render your control. The way, the way the scripture talks about it, though, is like for a stranger or for a neighbor, maybe that you don't know very well, but um, it's not sinful to, to do that if you are, or it's not even unwise to do that if you are... Um, willing and able to pay that full amount for that person. Um, yeah. Like that, that was the advice given to me when I co-signed for someone was that, well, if you're willing and able to do that, um, knowing full well that that may be what it comes to. Um, yeah, so. yeah, very good, very good. It, it's not that you can't or that it's forbidden. It's, it's not sinful. But the scriptures tell us it's not wise. Yeah, don't take you. You need to enter into it yeah. with wisdom, understanding. Uh, and you know, I don't know any parents ever co-signed a loan for their children. 
opposite. <laughs> the opposite. Okay, that's interesting. We won't pry. We won't pry. I was going to say, when I bought a car, my dad had to co-sign for me to be able to get the loan, but he Certainly. told me up front, he said, if you can't pay for this, I'm not going to, and you're going to bear the, the <coughs> so they're going to take your stuff, not mine. I mean, he, he was not going to help me out with that. He just... Yeah. Sink or swim, honey. Name. Sink or swim. We, we did get his name <laughs> off of it fairly quickly, you know, once it was established. But My folks had to sign for me when I got married because the age was 21, but I don't think that's the same thing, is it? Well, the very fact that, okay, here's... Here's someone wanting a loan. You're going to buy a jalopy or a car or something. They need a truck. Or <clears throat> and the, the bank, he goes to the bank, and the bank looks at him, and, and he says, you need, you need a co-signer. What is that telling you when you are asked? What is the bank telling you? You're not good enough for this loan. This guy's a risky, this is a risky dude, <laughs> right? He'll probably default. So I think th that's probably one of the pieces of, of uh, clarity in, in this idea of surety. If someone needs a cosigner, they probably shouldn't be going after a loan. Like I said, not that it's simple, not that it's wrong. It can be done with wisdom and, and uh, purpose. But uh, <clears throat> the bank is telling you, be careful. Be careful. That's why we want your John Hancock on the bottom of the form. Katrina. Well, I think it goes back to something we've talked about a lot is being prepared and having the facts. So my Amen. dad goes into the bank and says, hey, I'm going to build a house. I need money. He's never built a house before. Why would they think that he could do that? He could, and he did. But they didn't know that. Certainly. A friend of my friend of or my uncle knew the banker and said, "Hey, he actually can do this," and so they took it on my uncle's word. But like they didn't know that, so why would they make that assessment, right? Uh, I think it goes back to have the full picture. Not a stranger. Yeah, yeah and if you're willing to step out on that ledge, then be willing to pay it. Yeah, and absolutely. And if you don't have the money to pay it, then don't step out on the ledge. And you know some some of the things we think about it with surety is if it's the amount of money you can afford, your brother or sister needs the money. What else could you do? Give it. Give it to them. What benefit is derived from that? Your brother or sister does not have a debt to pay, you have been blessed with an opportunity to sacrifice and share with your brother or sister in Christ. God is glorified in those things, I think, for sure. So that's just another thing to think about. I've had opportunity to do that, I will say, and it, it is a blessing uh, because if nothing else, the idea of a co-signing makes one aware of a need in someone's life. And then, then the test is laid at our feet. Who can help, Karen? 
it makes me think of um, Luke 6, 32 through 36. Um, in verse 35 it says, but love your enemies and do good, lend expecting nothing in return. Um, but it's talking about that idea of, you know, if, if someone needs something, just be willing to give it. Um, even, you know, even sinners do that. But if you lend to those who um, whom you expect to receive or credit as that to you, even sinners lend to sinners. Um, just the idea that we need to be willing to give, expecting nothing in return. Not that you can always do that in certain contexts, but um, maybe that's a better option in some situations than requiring something in return. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. And like I said, I'm preaching to the, the choir here. Uh, I know how this, this, this church family responds to need and uh, it's it's a beautiful thing and it just is <clears throat> and I've never seen it anyplace else before I'm not saying it doesn't exist but uh, that's what I said uh, th- this kind of this this probably doesn't happen because m- more often than not probably uh, when we have the wherewithal to be what we need to be for people and help people this family I've just seen them time and time again fulfill that need and what a, what a wonderful thing that is to be a part of and to ob- observe and experience so there's there's something about surety that kind of always I never did really understand so let's talk about it just briefly um, we've probably already uh, manipulated or, or massaged this enough to be pretty uh, comfortable with what we've learned tonight but <coughs> The, the idea of, let me make sure I've, I say it right to you. <clears throat> if, I, if I had a weak moment, cosine alone, what does Solomon tell me to do? Run, don't walk to the lender and try to get out of it, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I understand that, but I can't figure out how to do it. Because he's got two people on the hook. I don't know how to do it. Beg for mercy. Maybe it's, maybe it's kind of a, an analogy. This is how bad off you are. This is the circumstance in which you have placed yourself. A desperate situation, go beg for mercy from this person to let you off the hook. But uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? I, I don't know that uh, I have an answer for it. Uh, pay him a little up front, you know. Why would he, do, why would he settle for half uh, when he can get all of it? You know, Jesse. I feel like... The way that we operate now as compared to then for surety is a little different, right? We have contracts that are enforced oh, I know. Yeah. by the mm-hmm. law and, and that kind of thing. And I think it's probably, I don't know, it, this felt like a little bit more like, hey, yeah, my neighbor needs help with something. And then you find out that he's not willing to work. You know what I mean? Or something something along those lines. And Certainly. Yeah. Desperately trying to get out of that situation. Yeah. Maybe it was a little bit more possible then. Perhaps, you know, I, I owe you 
this many shekels, uh, uh, but if you take my name off the contract, I'll give you this ram and these two sheep. You know, <laughs> you know, just a little, little, maybe not quite as much, but then he pays you, and you'll be you'll be better off. You know, get out from un, get out from under it at any cost. I, I think the teaching is do not enter in, of course, but uh, I believe, and, and like I said, it may be. Uh, an allegory along those ways. Um, and, and there, there are some lenders um, that will settle the debt for less. I mean, it, it doesn't always work out all that great, but I mean, if the credit card company will accept half or a third instead of requiring the whole 15000 you know, you got to give them cash up front, so to speak. But, um, Especially if they're tired of chasing you. Yeah, yeah. and, and mm -hmm. that's usually the situation where you can you can try to settle and offer and compromise, and and some some places will do that kind of thing because they know that they're going to spend more money trying to collect this than whatever, and they know that number. I don't know how they know that number. I wish I knew. But yeah. Well, even like up front, like with medical, you know, if you say, "Hey, I'm going to pay it all off," we'll give you. Yeah, Whatever, so. cash dis discounts. Yeah, yeah. Be a good manager. Be righteous and honest and forthright, and talk to people who we find ourselves on. Huh? I'm sure I'll be getting. I, I just got out of the hospital <coughs> from two emergency room trips. There's a bill coming to my house. I'll guarantee you that. I don't know how big it is, and I'm insured, so. <coughs> but it'll be something, for sure. Um, just a thought here. If somebody comes to you to be a cosigner, um, we, we don't want to turn our back on people like that, do we? We, we want to be beneficial to them. We want, we want to be uh, uh, helpful and, and encouraging to people like that. And maybe, maybe a cosign is just not the kind of help the person needs right now. Uh, maybe they do need the gift. Maybe they need whatever money they're looking for and perhaps you've got the opportunity to do that and that's one way of doing it or per perhaps it's an opportunity to teach and to sit down look I, I know that this is a difficult uh, time for you and you have these needs but have you ever considered this you know sit down with them with a budget sheet and their income statement and and their liabilities and help them see the forest instead of the trees, you know, or help them see the trees instead of the forest, whichever one is applicable. <coughs> is there are other ways to help. And good, good solid counsel is, is pr a precious thing. And then when someone takes that counsel, applies it, and succeeds, uh, you've put something in motion that will run throughout their life. A way to overcome issues with finances and how to handle them. So, opportunity to teach and counsel people about their time and their talents and their treasures. It's not always about money, it's about other things too. So, uh, the, uh, to my, I got more notes here that I need uh, for, for this subject, but. Generally, you know, what's the Bible say about debt? It's it's not favorable, is it? 
there's not a lot said, but what is said is not favorable. So it's, it's something we want to avoid. The wicked borrows and does not pay back. That's uh, associated with wickedness, uh, not, being, not being a righteous person, because it's contrasted there uh, with the righteous is a gracious person and gives. So <coughs> loaning money is not, wrong and, and, uh, is not wrong, and it can be demonstrated or a demonstration of mercy. Uh, borrowing money is evidently not wrong either. It can be done right in a God-glorifying way and in a, in, a, in a way that will help both parties you know, uh, be more pleasing to God and order our lives the way God wants us to. So wisdom and understanding is a prerequisite to all the things we do with our finances. Much, much consideration is due, Sarah. Um, with becoming a surety, I mean, the last question, what kind of man becomes surety for his friend? And I put a fool. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's and, the answer. And, and part of it, part of it is, it has nothing to do with money. It has to do with ruining the relationship, the friendship that you have. What if they don't pay and you're stuck? Are you going to look kindly on that person? What if they know, every time you go up and talk to them, if they think that you're checking in on how much they're, how much are you paying on your thing, you th they think that suddenly there's this tension between you, and you know, even if everything goes well, it still can be a little bit, a little bit awkward. Yeah. So that that whole idea yeah. of it's more, it's about more than money. It's about the relationship. Um, I think it's just, it's it's a test for us because these circumstances are going to come out in our lives and we should not draw back from them and we should we should we should be uh, as accommodating and uh, loving to everyone uh, especially the household of faith and and other people you know because we're trying to show them the attributes of God which supposedly dwell in us so uh, we use those things every opportunity, whether it be with finances or whatever, to bring glory to God and how we handle those things before people. So when somebody cheats you out of the $300 that you loaned them and promised they'd pay back, when you, know, when you know that's the case, then you go to them and hug them and tell them, I forgive you. It's a gift. You don't owe me a thing if we can do that, which we probably can. Thank you all for that, uh, for, for the study tonight and the discussion. It's been helpful. <clears throat> helpful to me. I didn't even look to see what the next class was, so John will have to surprise you. <laughs> Yeah, that's the next one. Trust God, not rich. And uh, I think it also mentions giving. So. Uh, who wants to do something like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I think both. That's a one way of, I think. Stop this here. I didn't bring that up because that was going to 